0: This is Brock and Saul. I don't read the internet, guys. Presented by Carter Volkswagen and Ballard. Take the bull by the hands on Seattle sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines studio. And Brooke you are. And Brooke you are. Now here are your hosts, Brock Ewert and Mike Saul.
1: Let that fire!
0: Yeah, don't yell fire right now. At least in our studio, it smells in here. I don't know if somebody burnt popcorn or. Stink had popcorn. 10 cups of coffee. just stuck his head out the door and confirmed it's burnt, it's burnt popcorn. burnt popcorn? Okay, well, that Full I, I can understand what that is. Yeah, it's a terrible, terrible smell. Um, I thought you were going to say it was stink. No! I, <laughs> I mean thought the... it was a, a, like a slow play. <laughs> yeah, a apropos. No, I meant it. it. It smells like something's burning in here. Um, that was a lot of fun. It's good to have Mark on, and, and I do mean it. I do like the way he calls a game. You Brock, do. I was joking, because I love the way you call a game as well. They're just but two totally different, Everybody
1: different, has different styles, styles
0: yeah. and running towards your strength, and that's yep. who Mark is, and when I watch... A game and he's on it i know that i'm kind of in for just hanging out listening to him and well I've it's going to be great
1: that. in in week three i mean it's going to be And now mike rob and mike ben will be awesome this mm-hmm. thursday and the following week and but to get someone's expertise at that line of scrimmage and i hope you all enjoyed that i know justin was saying gosh i love that granular nitty-gritty stuff about you know fronts and movements and every inch of real estate and stinks going to be real you know now granted a bunch of them probably won't play week three but as far as these rooks, they will. In this line of scrimmage, they will. Yeah. And they will be competing. And that's still a big, big focal point for this crew moving forward.
0: Meantime, uh, tonight, Mariners get back in town after you know the four-game sweep in Anaheim. It just couldn't have gone better down there. They come home for two here quickly against the Padres and then another home day off. And then uh, Orioles in for three as well. Should be fun. You got uh, the whole Felix weekend uh, all this weekend. Friday is the fireworks show after the game. Saturday he actually gets inducted into the Mariner Hall of Fame. And they have Supreme Court shirts for the first 40,000 fans, which is great. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Sunday is uh, Felix Hall of Fame bobbleheads for the first 20,000. So a whole celebration of Felix over the course of the weekend. With the Orioles in town, I just I don't think we can go the whole day without at least talking a little bit about what is unfortunately the biggest story in baseball right now. What an absolute disaster in Baltimore yesterday. So they have a young broadcaster named Kevin Brown, not the old pitcher, but a broadcaster named Kevin Brown. He's their play-by-play guy. And Lefkoe's buddy. He, yeah, he's a friend of Mike Lefko's. I think they they go to school together. Syracuse grad. Oh yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. And so he is doing a pregame package about how the Orioles had previously struggled at Tropicana Field, but they so were not doing Goldie. better.
1: Yeah, imagine Goldie and Crew and Sims and doing a little pregame before first pitch yep. and everything else and just previewing the game. So you got to understand,
0: he was indefinitely suspended it now sounds like it'll be a three-game suspension but he was indefinitely suspended by the team for these 40 seconds of television but the orioles have a chance to do something special today they've already clinched at least a split in the series winning two of the first three and they could pick up a series win behind tyler wells today it's been a minute. The Orioles split a two-gamer with the Rays in June. They had lost their last 15 series here at Tropicana Field. You have to go back to when our now colleague Brad Brock picked up the win in the series finale, June 25th, 2017. The last time the Orioles won a series here at St. Pete. Already got three and two at the Trop this year after winning three of 18 the previous three years come by. He was suspended for that. Uh, we, like everyone else, have watched it, listened to it a dozen times because you just keep waiting for like, okay, where's a suspendable moment? Was there something inappropriate? In there? Was there, was
1: there a wording in there that you can't <laughs> say anymore? Was there something offensive in there? Did he just do something with his hands? I mean, what, uh, like all of these little things that you're like, uh, I couldn't find anything. I, and I send it to you guys. I think you know, and uh, along with everybody else in the world, trying to figure it out. And this is a, this is the danger now. And and I've done this, okay? So Schlereth is calling the Seahawk game, the third preseason game. Kurt Menefee and I did that, I think, for seven or eight years. And it is different when you work for the home team. And I get people that would tweet me like, you're the biggest homer! You know, because it's replayed on NFL Network. Right. Why don't you talk about my team? Right. I hate you. You're the worst ever! <laughs> and I'm like, uh, literally no, I'm the just, job. I'm, I'm working for the Seahawks broadcast, and it's just being replayed on the NFL network. But my job is to highlight and focus on the Seahawks. And I give Dave Pearson credit, man. And I had a – oh, man. You want a quick little story on this? Oh, I, I think it was my first year doing it or second year. I think it's maybe first year. They played down in San Diego when they used to play in San Diego. And the airport there, you can't leave after a certain time. So we, after the game, had to bus from the stadium to the military base to yeah. fly – back to seattle and so finished the game felt pretty good about it and everything and i get on the bus and of course i'm not on the bus with the players i'm on the bus with management walk by mr schneider how you doing buddy good to see you and i walked in back of the bus and all of a sudden on the tvs on the buses do you know what was replayed the game with my audio <laughs> and kurtz and i mean you want to talk about puckering up back there like oh what did i say what did I do? Like every play, like, oh, you know, Luke Wilson's a rookie. And I'm like, oh, you know, Luke's going to learn in this league. You got to run this route. and You got to plant your foot and you got to cut away. And I'm like, oh, he's on the bus listening to this. Like, oh, right. you know, and I'm trying to remember, did I say anything critical? You know, did I, they say anything like out of turn, out of line, because when you work for the home team, it is different.
0: It is. You know, and, but I think what's so crazy in this case is he didn't even criticize them. I mean, I think that's the thing that's most remarkable. I think we all sort of have he an highlighted their
1: failures. He highlighted their
0: failures. In the past, but in some ways Correct. as a juxtaposition to their
1: success this year. Correct. I, I don't really know what to say about that. I mean, like, I, <laughs> that's I really do. bizarre. Any of us that have been in the business doing that understand the way it works. Understanding Schlereth and I were telling backstories of some of our different life experiences and different you know, these professional organizations, they have people full-time that listen to everything, that listen to radio shows and markets, listen certainly to the broadcast, the pregame, the postgame, what's being said. They want to know everything about what is being said about them. And in no way am I justifying what the Angelos family did. Thin-skinned, the reaction has been overwhelming. It's been a rip job. Are you trying to be state radio and, and trying to you know censor even your own people. Mm-hmm. And even if you were, that's not even worth censorship. You know, he was, as you said, juxtaposing the success of this year. I, I think people
0: are smart enough. They know that teams have a role in, in, in the what comes out of their own broadcasts. But I, 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 the idea of that is is really bizarre. And so now every every Everybody. announcer around the country is lining up to stand by Kevin Brown My for guy good Panetti. reason. Here, How
1: about Panetti? Here's your guy Fired Panetti. away. You know
0: they're done with the Orioles for the year. The team in first place in the Ales, but they actually played Baltimore pretty well. They were six and seven against the Orioles this year. As so they lost seven times, but they did beat Baltimore six times. Which I hope I don't get suspended by the Orioles for saying that. Whoa! Here's Gary Cohen, Mets play by. I play. Let me just say one thing to Baltimore Orioles management. You draped yourself in humiliation when you fired John Miller, and you're doing it again. And if you don't want Kevin Brown, there are 29 other teams who do. It's a horrendous decision by the Orioles. I don't know what they were thinking, but... They've gotten exactly the reaction that they deserve. And it's just a shame because the Orioles are playing so well, and now they've diverted attention from that. And one just quick last one. Here's Dave O'Brien, who does Red Sox games, Kevin Euclis.
1: So they suspended the announcer. It was ridiculous. They stating the facts. I mean, they haven't won there. and they got a great team, and hopefully they break it. Somebody didn't like the facts very much. And that's a fiasco that that's allowed to happen yeah here 's the danger and it 's the danger sulky that you and I run into at times if we 're going to be vulnerable and transparent, that we get in social media and it 's an echo chamber. Right. And you hear these things and you start to react and thinking this is what the, everyone's messaging is. And I think some of these organizations and ownership groups get in an echo chamber and they're just and they don't listen and they don't take in everything. Mm-hmm. And you know, right. Can you believe he criticized? That sounded like criticism. Didn't that sound like criticism? Right. And, and Peter Angelos, the owner, whatever his name is, Angela, is going to like, hey, do you guys did you hear the negativity in that? Isn't that negative? You know, did it? and it's like, no, that's actually not. It's not, but when you're only listening to your own people who are telling you what you want to hear anyway, that is a pretty darn dangerous game. Well,
0: and I think I'll just add to that. I think you're right about all of that, Brock. But in this case, I think what you just heard from from two of those broadcasters was really important. They they they're really hoist on their own petard, right? I mean, like their, oh. their desire – that's a Larry Salk favorite, sorry. Their <laughs> desire – huh? <laughs>
1: I haven't heard that
0: one. Hoist on your own petard? No. Yeah, it's yeah. Anyway. Is a strong one? Thing? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I think it's more of a piracy thing. Hassan would love it. My dad, as you know, is a, you know, quite the yachtsman. Uh uh-huh. quite the sailor. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. It's from Hamlet. Is it? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. there you go. All right. Well, see, shows what I know. Um they 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 manage to with their own. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Defensiveness or vulnerability, thin skin. skin. Mm -hmm. They managed to take away... From What's actually happening right. By trying to control the message too much And just yep. absolutely ridiculous I'm sure we'll hear more from Dave Sims And or Aaron Goldsmith or Rick Riz tonight <laughs> Because I think every announcer in the country Is wanting to jump aboard And for good reason, this stuff really Just doesn't play well, and hopefully they'll send Enough of a message that this won't happen again We'll come right back, give you everything you need to know Including getting ready for tonight Mariners back in action against San Diego It's Brock and Salk, Sports on 710, C.L. Sports.com need to know
1: 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk
0: here's what you need to know up first remember when the Mariners came back out of the all star break and they had moved Logan Gilbert back a day and there was a little bit of confusion hey what's going on you know Now you see it, right, as these two rookies and Wu and Miller, you've got to make sure you've got someone between them in case you get a game where one of them only goes three, four innings, whatever the case may be, and you beat up Mm -hmm. your bullpen the off days help and the Mariners had one of those yesterday and they come back here with Logan Gilbert tonight against San Diego, a team that was built to win this year, $252 million. They spent third highest payroll in the game. They got all the big stars and it has absolutely gone as poorly as possible. Such so that the Mariners are sitting here with a record five games better two-thirds of the way through the season. Just remarkable. As frustrating as it's been this year, it is important to remember, when the Mariners were bad, they were actually mediocre. And now they played pretty darn well for the course of the last five weeks. Mm -hmm. And because the pitching kept them in it, Brock, it's kind of like when you're playing blackjack. Tread water, tread water, tread water. Wait for that big run. And then when it goes, make sure you hit on it. And that seems to be what they're doing.
1: Yeah, and hope that run just continues. I'd say more like craps, rolling the dice when those dice stay hot. And Can it's be similar. been f- five in a row. And, and with each win and, and a game above 500, they continue to tally a new mark this season. You know what I'm struck by? And this is a quick two-game ser- series with San Diego. They split the first time down there. I'm struck and reminded of spring training. We talked to Schlereth about that last hour. Do you remember spring training? These two teams share a complex. And do you remember the disparity in the parking lot? Do you remember the juxtaposition of the parking lot? Mm -hmm. The Padres having security, and it was Bentley, and it was Lamborghini, and it was right all of these superstars. And then there's Mariners with a lot of trucks this year. Just a lot of trucks and and pretty average cars, and let's just blue-collar go to work. And as you've said before, man, there's no rhyme or reason at times with baseball. Sometimes star-studded teams go on and win World Series, a of the Dodgers last year. And sometimes, you know, those trucks and cars don't work. But right now, this team has dug themselves out of that mediocrity, that 500 line, and continues game after game to add. Let's hope they can do so against a bullpen effort from the Padres tonight.
0: Unfortunately, uh, the other teams around them and just ahead of them in the standings have been winning as well. I know. Texas has reeled off seven in a row. We'll see if they come back to earth. Toronto's won, what, three or four in a row? Five in a row. Stop winning. Kind of need them to come back to earth, but uh, Mariners remain right in as they take on San Diego tonight. Here's the second thing you need to know. Well, yeah, we did spend uh, mostly of 8 o'clock hour talking bas- or, uh, basketball, we didn't do that. It was football that we were talking with Mark Schlereth. And, you know, Seahawks are two days away from taking on the Vikings in their first preseason game. I liked hearing Mark talk about the guy that I have really found uh, enjoyable to watch and talk to so far, and that is Derek Hall. I mean, just talking about his body type, his ability to throw people around, the size, the strength. And when we spoke to him this morning, Brock, you hear some of that just natural defensive design to go hit somebody, he's going to have his chance in just two days.
1: Yeah, and actually, off air, Slareth continued to rave about Derek Hall in our backup studio there, saying, "I, I haven't seen a rookie do that. I haven't seen a rookie in one-on-one pass drills. You know, put together the bowl rest with a spin move with a strong arm. Like this guy's got moves. And if you remember, part of the reason." that he was in the second round and available there in a pretty deep edge rusher draft was because, well, he's kind of a one-trick pony. He was all power to speed and power to speed and power to speed at Auburn. Already, it looks like that uh, that, that pass rush specialist may be paying some dividends, yeah. not just for Derek, but for Uchenna and for Boye and for others, and Raheem. that would be a pleasant surprise. I got a little surprise. Derek Hall
0: sound. This is when we spoke to him this morning, and he talked about what those one-on-one pass rush drills are like. One-on-one pass rush night and day. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's... it's it's, it's, it's different from college as far as the, 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 physical piece. It's not as physical, but, um, you know, it's definitely all mental. Um, I mean, this whole level of game is, is, it's completely a lot more mental than it is physical. Um, like I said, but I mean, night and day with, with, with the parish version one on one, man, it's, it's just, it's what
1: I'm used to. I, I love it. I enjoy doing it. So, you know, every single opportunity I get to go out and, Put a rep and put some good on tape. I try my best.
0: Well, he has certainly thrown out some real good reps on tape. Every time we've been there, he has been one of the guys, if not the biggest, who has stood out. Here's the third thing you need to know. Uh, this story just unfortunately continues. To, it feels like to get worse day by day, and that is just the complete collapse of the Pac-12 and the whole college football system. That unfortunately brought just you know, we talked about it with Coach Peterson yesterday. I, I, I'm with him, and when he said that this is a system that is not necessarily set up to succeed long term i agree and some of it is because of the changes that have been made and some of it is just because it was never set up to allow for the amount of money that has come into it i I don't know that it is something that can last uh especially long term here's chris peterson yesterday the
1: system is not set up and it's not sustainable the model is is broken that's why it just makes no sense like what, we're gonna travel all over these country country to play games? Okay, that's fine for the football guys that can get in and out in a day, but all the other sports but football is the one that makes all the money with these T V contracts, so they pay the bills for everyone. And so that's why, you know, again, I I don't know. I mean I don't have all the answers on this. It's very complicated. I'm not that naive, like it's that simple. But and I don't know what's gonna happen down the road, but it sure feels like there's gonna be another Realignment, or hopefully this one is a realignment, not an unalignment. Down the road, where the you know the top, truly top football teams that want to play in that arena, they break away and they do their other thing. And We may get there. No, we we may. Uh, one point in my life, I thought we'd have four super conferences of sixteen teams and, and go that route. It it may be less than that. And then you do keep the regionality for all the other student-athletes, right, you, you, it, where, where it does make sense. You know, Chris asked yesterday, and I didn't have time to answer, and I don't really have a great amount of time now. Did I ever feel like I was taken advantage of? Did I ever feel like I was that unpaid labor, you know, 95 through 99? Did I ever feel like when my jersey was being sold at Foot Locker? Like, man, I, I'm, I'm mad because I'm not getting my cut. You know, I think I've told you multiple times. I never did. Right. But it was a different world. It was different monies. I felt like I was one of the same student athletes wearing the gray sweatsuit as the crew team. And as a basketball team. It's not like that and, anymore. Nope. No, it's not. And those football players have their own weight rooms. <laughs> we didn't. We worked out with the crew team. And I got mocked by these two twins from British Columbia who could bench press more than me. <laughs> like, what are you doing here? I'm sorry. Okay, I'm trying. I'm gonna get stronger. I promise you. <laughs> so, it was it was a different era than I've it never is. Heard that story. No. Oh you know, yeah.
0: Fifteen years in, you can still surprise me. I Appreciate it. That's yeah. everything you need to know. We do a quarter. you guys wear
1: sweat? You're red shirt. You don't even play. Are these two. These That's two, how they two, talk. Yeah.
0: Feral and Old. Oh, school. they were.
1: They You're had a deeper voice. There. Deeper voice than I did, and they were amazing national champs. Yeah, my buddy Jeff Johnson and I Wearing our gray Husky athletic sweats Like wow. they had And they're winning national titles And they're dominant on the crew team as freshmen Like, Jeff Johnson What are you two, two do wearing those sweats? You don't even play <sighs> You're right <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back to my dorm
0: That's room everything now. you need to know We do a quarter past every hour On the Brock and Zalk show
1: You're Jeff, crazy can- You're crazy, man. You're crazy. <laughs> I like you yeah. But you're crazy <laughs> You go to door in yeah. <laughs> You're
0: crazy. Is Jeff your friend who is uh who we had a debate about?
1: Yes. That's yeah. And thought. he's gotten way better. He's evolved. That's no longer a debate in no, his life. Oh, really? Yeah. Married a wonderful gal, brought him out of some of that frugality and cheapness. <laughs> and yes, now a great, great dude now. <laughs> Love that guy. Yeah. Firefighter down in Peoria.
0: All right. So, good stuff. Great right, memories.
1: Uh, we got a few more
0: minutes left today of, uh, of what has been a bizarre you Brock and Salt show. <laughs> really from start to finish. We got a good ranking to finish it up in 20 minutes. We'll come right back. It's Brock and Salt. Sales Sports on 710. Is Brock and Salk powered through the Alaska Airlines studio back in mornings from six to ten on Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Talking to some folks yesterday, and, and specifically Kyle Brown, our you know old producer of our show, Big Time Coog, saying that he and a lot of his friends, obviously they've been talking about this. I remember Brock, we were in with Kyle when the USC UCLA news dropped last year. And it was like, oh, man, this is going to end up really, really bad long term. And it, it didn't take as long as maybe people thought. Only 14 months later, we're in this spot where there's four teams left in this conference, which is ridiculous. And I, I really do understand the point you've made a few times. I think it makes sense of, hey, the 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 schools specifically wazoo and OS and, and Oregon State have have leveraged themselves money wise to compete with the other schools in the conference in terms of the facilities and all the investment that needed to be made but they were banking on having the income that came with a major TV deal to pay all that back long term if that That's goes right. away and they have to merge with the Mountain West or however it works and instead of making what 30 million a year they're making 10 How do you end up paying back all of the money that you need to pay back, let alone your coaches and travel Mm -hmm. and everything Mm -hmm. else? They won't file for bankruptcy because they're not a a company, but the state will end up having to eat it in some way. And, you know, it becomes the governor's problem, et cetera. That seems like a a huge mess and a huge disaster. So grant all of that is a major problem. The flip side of it, though, as Kyle said, is, hey, look, if you're a Coug fan you And again, I'm speaking on his, This is what he said. This is a Cougs fan perspective and him and his friends saying, look, the Cougs probably weren't going to win a national title. That was not really in the cards. They weren't really competing for that year in, year out. The Rose Bowl is no longer a goal because it no longer is Pac-12 versus Big Ten. And so what's the difference? They're still going to go and have fun and, you know, tailgate before the games and yell at the other team and hope maybe Mm -hmm. they'll win more games now. And they probably have a similar opportunity to go to the same kind of bowl game. Does it Mm -hmm. really change that significantly for Wazoo?
1: Well, there have been more teams from a
0: fan perspective.
1: Yeah, because I think there is still always that hope out there. And, you know, Ryan Leaf's team went to the Rose Bowl. And now as the playoffs do expand to 12, with four, you're right. I mean, four teams. And look at the coaches poll that came out today. Uh Do you want to guess who? Give me one through five. You didn't even look at it. Coaches but poll? Just go ahead and guess. Yeah, coaches poll right, came out in college football uh, last night or this morning. Alabama's uh, in the top uh, yeah, five. Alabama's Georgia. Alabama's in the top five. Georgia's uh, in the top five. five. Uh, uh, Clemson? Uh, yeah, Ohio State. Uh, actually, Clemson's not in it. No, nope, but Ohio, Ohio State, State is. Ohio yep. State, Clemson's. LSU. Yep, yep. They're number five. And Florida State, Michigan, Michigan. Yep, oh, Michigan. Michigan, obviously. So, yep. Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, and Georgia. There you go. There's your top five. So with four with four playoff teams, what you're right. Doing? You know, you, you look at personnel, and you're probably not going to get in the top four. Huskies going to have a nearly impossible time to get into the top four. That's after winning eleven games last year, but. With an expansion to twelve teams, now there there is at least hope. There is at least some opportunity if you're associated within Mm -hmm. a Power Five, and Cook fans can listen to that talk and go, "You know what we did last year? We went to Wisconsin, and you know what we did at Wisconsin? I know, beat them." But can't they do those same things
0: from from a modified Pac ten Mountain
1: West hybrid? They could. They could in, you know, in, in getting those teams to schedule and, and go back and forth. And, you know, will those teams want to schedule a trip to Pullman? Will Wisconsin want to do a home and home? That might be a hard sell because they know the danger of doing that. No upside for mm-hmm. some of those teams. So those will be some of the challenges they do face. I've heard others, and, and even Cook fans have hinted, like, oh, hold on a second. Like, if we keep Cal and Stanford, can we add a few more? And George Kliefkoff hasn't hasn't given up yet. But it's like, you know what, are you really going to trust that leadership in that conference right now after what's transpired the last 13 months, you know, that he's going to be able to cobble together? Do you think the Mountain West teams are going to leave – you know what they have to join George Kleifkopf out west?
0: No, there would probably need to be a merger, not an acquisition. And
1: by the way, Stanford and Cal over their dead bodies is going right. to be in any conference no associated way. academically, you Sacramento know, and that's no State shot at and Colorado State, State and, and Fresno no State, but that they're not going to do that. Do that. They that. hold themselves in a very different esteem.
0: Do you do you so we talked a little bit about this yesterday. Do you believe
1: that Cal could shudder? Mm. I mean, I joke about getting Marshawn. I am going to text a few people, um, you know, some of those proud Cal Berkeley Bears, and there's a lot of them, by the way, in the NFL. That program has put out a lot of NFL dudes. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah, maybe, you know, one of the best quarterbacks, certainly one of the top 10 quarterbacks to ever do it is right out of there. So they they are, <laughs> I don't know, man, but they're, but they're upper campus and Stanford's upper campus. Those two that are left, it, it's amazing. Really if you look at in totality of the twelve, as I get a chance to do and have done over the years and and have seen this erosion and this deterioration that if you were to say and I tweeted this out, who did the most with the least who did the mo- who cared who who did the most with the least, there is no debate it 's Corvallis and Pullman. Mm-hmm. it 's those places where it, it, the, the pride is off the charts. Right, Oregon State just finished their stadium renovation, Salt. This year they got a new stadium. It's beautiful. It fits perfectly for what they're doing there. Wazoo has continued to add and has made a great environment over there. So those two did the most with the least. And then if you swing the pendulum the other way of who had the most hubris, the most arrogance, the most were the Pac-12, we'll take care of our – nobody – it would be Cal and Stanford. It would be those two upper campuses that at times just, you know – just stuck their nose up in the air and, and I, go, I don't, we don't even need football. Why do we need football? Why do we need sport? They might not need football. They might not. They might not. And they might be living in that world. I think Cal a little bit more than the who I think, as I last looked, I think Stanford's in Denver was like 30, 35 billion. Right. They don't, they don't need football. No, they don't. <laughs> they really don't. I mean, like nope. they're Stanford. That's right.
0: They don't need to be FCS football. They could absolutely, you know, do an Ivy League kind of a Mm -hmm. thing and be, you know, not not in the
1: D one. I mean, they could do that. But again, there's John Elway and you know, yeah, there's a history that would be lost. But my point is they don't need to do that. Nope. And and in fact, you know, many people have felt that way. Coaches that have coached there felt that way. Players that have played there have felt that Mm -hmm. way. You don't even care. And even with Andrew Luck, right, and all the winning and everything else, you couldn't even sell out your thirty five thousand seats. By the way, you bulldozed your 90,000 seat stadium and built this, I think, 38,000 seat stadium. Still, you couldn't fill that, fill that. And people still didn't care. So, yeah, it's a, uh, it, I'll lean into what Chris said. Nobody has a definitive answer. Nobody has. It's not simple. It's very convoluted. It's very complex. But many of those institutions did this to themselves. Mm-hmm. They did this to themselves. And the two that didn't, are going to be the most hurt. And 14 months ago, I felt that way. When USC and UCLA left, I thought right then and there, this is going to hurt my friends in Corvallis and in Pullman who have done the most with the least more than anybody else. And the other ones, they'll probably find a home, likely find a home. Cal and Stanford, you get what you deserve. You didn't want football, right? You you snubbed your nose at it. You thumbed your nose at it, whatever. You, you didn't care about it. Well, here you go. This is what you get for it. How- Not too dissimilar, by the way. Then what I experienced, as I said, with Barbara Hedges and the erosion of the commitment to football there when I was at the end of my career and watched them devolve all the way to 0-12 in a crumbling stadium before Scott Woodward came in and Jen Cohen followed and fed the engine that fed the rest of the athletic department. How are you feeling about all this a couple days later? Yeah. Yeah, I'm still very stunned for those that are hurt the most. I am absolutely, and that's what I tweeted. On the other end of it, this is not the end. This is not the end game, this big ten and this SEC and, and what right now is the ACC and the big 12 like this isn't the end game, and I don't know if it, is it two years, is it four years is it six years I, d- I don't know when it will be, but I think most are going to say, is this continues if there's no guardrails put in place for nil if there is no leadership if there is no transfer portal under, like if, if there if this just continues to be the wild west mm-hmm. and with in in just a total deconstruction of any rule of law or any any rule to follow you know it's going to be utter chaos for a bunch of years if there is finally a commissioner if there is finally a collegial environment that says hey, what are we doing here what are we doing here what are we really doing for our student athletes? If that comes across and that voice grows and it resonates, sign me up as one that would be extremely happy. But right now, extremely yeah, doubtful.
0: It's interesting, man. I, I appreciate your thoughts on it, and obviously, this is something that is you know near and dear to your heart and a, a big part of your life, not just in the past, but in the present and future, and kind of what you do. I I found myself really thinking about the conversation we had yesterday with Chris Peterson, mm-hmm. and you know him saying, "Look, what we have right now isn't sustainable. College football isn't sustainable." And I, I you know, nope. you and I have had that conversation for a long time. Yep. You know, I hear him kind of wanting to put the you know toothpaste back in the tube and say, "Well, things weren't you know things were better when I was coaching." 5 years ago, 10 years ago. And mm-hmm. I I don't agree with that. I didn't want to fight with Chris Peterson about it. I don't mm-hmm. cuz I understand where he's coming from, but I just don't agree. I think they were better for some people, right? Like yeah, it was better for him as a coach. It was mm-hmm. better for some of those folks, but I don't know that it was better for as you you know, a group that unlike you Brock as you said earlier today and I credit you for it, there's a lot of money in the game that they weren't getting. That mm-hmm. doesn't seem right. Okay, so once you establish that there is just a fundamental flaw, how do you fix it? And the NIL is a stage or a step into that direction. But as you've always said, and you turned out to be 100 percent right, it comes with a whole lot of consequences as well, which we are just now starting to really understand. I still don't know how long term it feels to me like they are trying to squeeze a square peg into a round hole.
1: Yeah, it's by the jamming
0: NCAA, college football yeah. into this co- college system, I don't think it works.
1: The NCAA was the easiest villain of all. Booed more if they had to get up at any time in front of an audience. You think Roger Goodell and Rob Manfred and, and crew were booed? The NCAA and all—I mean, they were just a punching bag for year after year, decade after decade. I don't know how that could have possibly led because they did not have control. Unlike these commissioners that work for 32 owners or 30 owners in sport, like they just had this entire mess that they were trying to, you know, put some laws and bylaws and right. restrictions. In place. I mean, it was impossible. It was largely it, it just isn't task. meant to work. No. So it can there be a governing body. Can there truly be one of George Kleevcofs and I can say this now and I don't mind saying it it was in a private setting but I had asked him in one of our counsel me I said what has surprised you the most you came from mm-hmm. big boy business right you came from billion dollar business you came from you know you're not naive and he said the thing that surprised me the most is I thought it would be collegial and it is the furthest thing from collegial <laughs> to the point where we had a saying that like we trust nobody And that is so sad that that is where ultimately college sports has gotten to. It is the furthest thing from anything collegial. The people 100 years ago, 50 years ago, if you were to tell them, hey, you know, Notre Dame is playing Army. Fast forward to the 70s. And Pete Carroll highlighted this earlier in the week when he was asked about it. Like, if you would have asked Pete and told him in the 2000s, Pete, man, look at where it's going to go in 15 to 20 years he would have just well like you said been so deeply disappointed at the big boy business billion dollar cutting throats and slashing knee business that this has become let's do some ranking
0: got a list Time to put it in order. Fred Dwamp house.
1: Top five, top five meals that I have ever had. This is ranked. To be honest, their list was really biased. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen every morning
0: at 9.45 on Brock and Saw. Yeah, top 10 list. I'm not buying that. Ranked. Well, Brock, today with all the changes in college football, specifically in the conference here, changes ranked. Mm. Changes ranked. I'll there just get it. A lot. There are a lot of changes, like you know, Eric Clapton. Change. Let's change the world. There we go. Finish that one up. Uh, expose. <laughs>
1: change. People change.
0: Seasons change and people change I know you know that Brock mm-hmm. Nothing's gonna change my love for you No matter <laughs> what
1: Nothing's gonna change my love for you Nothing You wanna love my love How much I love, love you One thing you can't mean What? Chicago?
0: Uh, Glenn mm. Medeiros. But yeah, it sounds like Peter Cetera in Chicago. Oh, totally agree. It sounds
1: like Chicago. What it absolutely
0: mean? sounds like them. Are you mocking me? No, I d- agree with you. It oh. sounds absolutely 100% like Peter Cetera in Chicago. Okay, thanks. Totally agree. Can't tell sometimes. No, I I'm, know. I'm agreeing with you. I a change in my pocket. I'm you on the telephone. Give you a ring. Technically, keep your hands to yourself, but a little change in my pockets. Georgia Satellites. use it. Do a good job. They do a good job. a good job. Uh Bob Dylan's not gonna make the top five. Sorry, a little honorable mention. Times, they are I know he's a great songwriter and people love him. I'm sorry, I just I can't do it. I like Jacob Dylan. A lot. I like Jacob Dylan. I, I don't like Bob Dylan. I can't do it. I can't do you have it. Just leave him off of your Ranking. Well, oh, he's I, an honorable match. I thought Mora was going to chime in with another one. <laughs> that's that's, that's awesome. my family song. Mora thinks that she <laughs> wants to change the station every time we do rank. Yeah, when you are ready to with the oh. Any guess on that one, Brock? No, that one should be easy. They always sound the same every song they do. Rush. <laughs>
1: Well, that's, that is true, actually. Yeah, no, you so, got it,
0: yeah. yeah. Ario, Speedwagon, Rush. Mm-hmm. That's insane. <laughs> Let's see if Brock knows this one.
1: I know you're going to play a Rush song. That's definitely not Rush. Um, is that, that's, not, that's not Bonnie Raid. Now, who close. is
0: that? there Sh- close. Joe Crow?
1: Crow. Crow. Cheryl Croft. Nice job. We were looking for Cheryl Croft. Yeah.
0: This is Sam Cook.
1: A long time coming, but I know a change gonna come.
0: Oh, yes mm. it will. It's a
1: really good song, actually. Who is your favorite country voice? Justin, you answer as well. Just pure voice. Hmm.
0: That's a good question. I have to think on that. There's too okay.
1: many. I got to think All on right. that. All right. That's a really good. Coulter
0: Wall, that'd be my guy. Okay. His deep voice—it's the only one I really know, but yes. still. We got some Black Sabbath. Going of course, I love that song. we got some Deftones. Oh, thank you. Huge. San Diego is boys? favorite uh, right here. I went to uh, San Diego to watch them play at Petco, oh, actually. That's very scary. Justin likes that. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. I'll go back to the 60s for 10 years after.
1: Let's say movie. you're on a Saturday road trip, all yeah. right? So our buddies, Stacey and Bump, and Wyman and Bob aren't on. It's a, it's a Saturday. You're driving around. Which serious station sticks you the longest? Me? 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, Pop? 34 lithium, followed Th- by
0: 38, the Boneyard. Oh, really? 34 will keep me the longest. Oh, interesting. Is it
1: lithium the alternative one? It's the yeah, oh, so 90s grunge
0: and alternative. Yeah, okay. That'll keep you the longest. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'll listen to Kat Corbett.
1: Oh, see what she's yeah, got to say K-Rock. from K-Rock. She's yeah. from
0: Boston originally. She's right. I like Cat Corbett. We're Facebook friends. Really? <laughs> I like Cat Corbett. She's good. You can change,
1: you filthy animal. Right.
0: That's from Home Alone, right? Home Alone. I knew that. Yeah. From a made-up movie for that movie. You got, of course, you got the change-up, the circle change, Brock. Sure.
1: sure. to the right. You got to pronate that wrist. <laughs> <laughs> the movie, the change-up.
0: Yes. Uh, you got I Can Change, LCD sound system. We have the ever-changing rules of rank. <laughs> oh. You oh, ready for Maura. the top five? i oh, I'm oh, oh. Hi, Maura. Number five, Brock, this one is for you. I figured you would need this one today. Yep. Number to five. Can you play that, Justin?
1: If I can change. Oh, yeah. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> 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 you can change. <laughs> Everybody can change. See, <laughs> 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 you hear it. There you go. <laughs> I hear the Russian. You hear the Russian, yes. I do. Of course
0: you do. It's <laughs> so just sort good. of how you are. That was
1: on the other day and that scene when he came back after telling the press they were fighting in Moscow on Christmas. Whoo, she was not happy. <laughs> and he had to get in that vehicle, man, and he had to whew, step on it. Rock, uh, I believe that was added on
0: the fly just for you. That's number Thank 5,
1: you. Maura. That's Appreciate the good that. one. It number became
0: number 5 like a minute ago. It's number 5. <laughs> it's a good one. This is number 4. <laughs> Sometime listen to that song and then think about Love Potion Number Nine at the same time. They're like 100%. the same song. Yep. Wow. Same beat, huh? Right. Look, Brock's on board with is number five and four.
1: All you right. like Santana, yeah. Brock? Yeah. yeah,
0: it's good. I saw Santana. They were good. A good shot. I don't. I don't think he's dead. Oh, he's not. Nice? He's, he's definitely not. No, I don't think so. Guess, this he's. This is very... like an entirely music rant. Well, that's because <laughs> there weren't a lot of uh, change movies. Quick change. Quick change. change things change. The change up with Ryan Reynolds. Not just not a lot of great. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you can get your oil change, but that's fake. Can't be in the top five. <laughs> Nobody needs an oil change. Totally fake. Totally fake. Don't need to do that. Mora, you'll th- like number three. I
1: promise. That's just the way, the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> Stanford <laughs> and Cal didn't care about football. Rock, who was They're that? Look at what they deserve. I don't know who was it. Tupac knew that. I thought you would get that one actually. <laughs> All eyes on me, baby. I know Tupac. I kinda songs. I kinda thought you I would get that one. I used to rock him in the eighty-three forty t bird. Dang it. What happened? He's better than that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now tell you two. I had a Kenwood face. You could push the button. Oh, oh, of course. Take you your face yeah, off. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, take your face, face off. Oh, of course it was Kenwood.
0: Yeah. Number 2.
1: Turn and face the strain.
0: Not one of the Beatles' biggest hits,
1: but I it. Not one of the Beatles' biggest hits.
0: <laughs> oh my God, Justin, say Morrison what I said. Off oh, air, I go, are you playing that Beatles song, Changes? And he's oh like, it's my David God. Bowie.
1: David <laughs> Bowie.
0: Brock. <laughs> <It's in Patico. laughs>
1: what is happening? I knew it wasn't the Beatles. Did okay. okay. you? Just- I just- yeah. I mean, They're both British, I'll give you
0: credit on that one Thanks. This band is not British But they are from Europe
1: oh, Scorpions Yes Down at Gorky Park Take Come on. me To
0: the magic of the, of the moment, moment. Yeah. No, no, Did you just no, say no, no, magic? He kind of says has. magic He can't <laughs> really speak English that well Give <laughs> a close mind i break and <laughs> Nine three one loves it. Nice rank. Lots of good changes.
1: Down to Gorky. Yep. listening to. to,
0: to <laughs> We're gonna change out and uh, change on the yep. fly. Let Bump and Stacy come in. Bump back in the house. I think I saw Bump. I see Stacy. I see Curtis. Oh, wow. I see Matt. The whole crew is here. Oh, wow. it's pretty exciting. So uh, we'll be back tomorrow morning with. I don't know exactly who we've had. We got a lot of interesting potential people who are going to join us tomorrow. Sounds like passing at seven thirty. That right. we know, and everything else will be on the fly. We'll see what happens. We'll catch you guys at six a.m. Until
1: then, the hey, who's in the barn? Barn. See you everybody.
0: Get to the chopper.